This is Kraftwerk. This is my hometown, and I just believe this hometown wouldn't have been the same if this team had left here. A look back at 25 years of Patriots ownership. And the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! And the Patriots are world champions again! Once again, here's Mark Bertrand. Robert Kraft's purchase of the Patriots in 1994 brought an end to a turbulent chapter in the history of the club. For the first time in 34 years, the team and the place they played were both owned by the same entity. The deal capped off the better part of a decade's effort for Kraft, but his job was far from done. His brand new team played in an outdated concrete slab that was built in 1970 on the cheap. And it wasn't aging well. 23 years earlier, Schaefer Stadium became the first permanent home for the franchise that had played home games at any venue that would have them. Fenway Park, Nickerson Field, Harvard Stadium, even Birmingham, Alabama had hosted Patriots home games. But for about the cost of Rob Gronkowski's salary cap number this year, an edifice rose in the fields of Foxborough that would be a serviceable, if uninspiring, home for the team the next three decades. So began the long, painful process of finding a modern facility for the local NFL team. Today is a day of beginnings. The construction of the Bruins' new home, the Fleet Center, began in the spring of 1993. Over 8,000 tons of steel and two and a half years later, the building opens its doors to a new era in Bruins history, the Casper era. That went round and round and round when we built a new uh, North Station. That was a big battle as well. Former Massachusetts Senate President Tom Birmingham knows how tough it is to get things done around here. A quick check of the archive shows that the fight to replace the old Boston Garden began back in the 1970s. It took a generation for the Jacobs family to realize their dream of a new arena on Causeway Street, built largely with their own money. While new stadia were popping up all over the country, financed with taxpayer dollars, the Crafts knew that model wouldn't work here. And to their credit, according to Birmingham, they never bothered to ask. We limited our support to infrastructure, to roads, to sewers, to things of that sort. Unlike other jurisdictions, we were never entertained any possibility of building the stadium ourselves. Nobody even seriously pushed such an issue when Kraft was talking about getting support for his stadium. I think he understood that that would be a non-starter. While the Crafts knew they'd have to foot the bill for the stadium, where it would go was still an open question. In 1995, a combined stadium and convention center, a megaplex, was proposed for downtown Boston. But that plan never made it out of committee in the House of Reps. A year later, the South Boston waterfront was floated, but that idea was shot down as well. And it became clear that if a new building was in the cards, it would be where the old one stood in Foxborough. Birmingham and the state senate offered their support, but not all on Beacon Hill were on the bandwagon. I said, you're going to have to deal with the House. There's no question about it, because Speaker Finneran has very strong opinions about a lot of issues. And for whatever reason, one of his bet noirs, one of his uh, worst projects was a sports project. It was an extreme reluctance to support the business of professional sports. And I didn't get it. I got that they shouldn't be treated specially. I got that they shouldn't expect us to build them a stadium or new garden, as as they do in other jurisdictions, which I think is a terrible use of, of public dollars, but providing support like we do for other businesses. 
seemed to me perfectly natural. And for Finneran, it was always a big problem. You have to remember, I mean, sorry, I'm, uh, Tom Finneran, who was the Speaker of the House, now a convicted felon, he all but said, don't care if you're going to privately finance it, we're, we are going to obstruct any opportunity to build a stadium. I mean, if go back and just look at the record. So at that point, if you want to stay in your home market, and the home region was New England, Hartford's in New England, you have to explore every opportunity. We had looked at Providence, Rhode Island as well. The House Speaker's intransigence baffled Jonathan Kraft. It sparked a shotgun courtship between the team and the Connecticut Capitol and resulted in an offer the Krafts couldn't refuse. If we had taken that deal, it would have been one of the richest deals the swing between us not taking that deal and building on our own in 2001 dollars was like a billion four. There was a clause in there that said the state of Connecticut, the government, had to guarantee effectively. It didn't say it like this, but the way the math worked, that every year they would have to do a backwards-looking true-up across the NFL and so we were afraid Hartford couldn't compete for against big cities. And practically, that math would have made us the highest revenue team each year. So that would mean, like, in a year like this, playing in Hartford in a 20-year-old stadium, we'd have to get as much revenue as the Dallas Cowboys are getting out of AT&T. So from a financial point of view, there was no way, there was no risk to the family, and it would have been an unbelievable finance, guaranteed by the state of Connecticut. Without a counteroffer from his home state, Robert Kraft reluctantly traveled to Hartford and on November 18, 1998, signed an agreement to move his team there. We're really, really excited with this move. I personally want to thank those people in this room who gave us such a warm welcome. It meant a great deal to me and my family. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Kraft really seemed to emphasize what the, the warm welcome that he did have, especially with the governor. It seemed in some ways to allude to uh, the relationship or lack of with Mr. Finner and the House Speaker in Massachusetts. What was your feel on that? Well, I'm not uh, up to speed on all what's going on up in Massachusetts and Massachusetts politics, but obviously Mr. Kraft is from Massachusetts, so it has to hurt somewhat that he will be leaving uh, the state. But he said if he didn't, if this deal did not come up with Hartford, that he was either going to have to sell the team, and a new owner most likely would move the team out of the region. So he's hoping that the folks up in Massachusetts will understand and will still support the team because they still will remain in the New England region, although here in Connecticut. Do you really have the fan base here to support a team? Hartford had a hockey team that could support. What do you think that this well, 40% of our current season ticket holders are non-Massachusetts residents. The bulk of them come from Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Albany area. We now have over 10,000 people on our waiting list. Half of those people are non-Massachusetts residents. So we think uh, there's tremendous support throughout the region for our team, and we haven't been able to satisfy the ticket demand. The threat to move to Hartford was a serious one. I, I know that people have questioned, was this for real or not? It was for real. And I think that Kraft was basically driven to Hartford, not because he wanted to leave Massachusetts. I think it meant an awful lot to him personally to be in Massachusetts. That's where he grew up, and I think that's where he wanted to stay. But the house was just slamming their their the door in the face of the Crafts, and they had seemingly no option but to uh, relocate to Hartford, which was not Kraft's first option. He very much 
emotionally wanted to be in Massachusetts. How close were the New England Patriots to moving to Hartford? Well, you know, everything we said is instinct and gut. And whenever we go into a negotiation like that, we always have an exit clause. And what was in the contract is that by a certain date, we could pull out for any reason. Next time on Craftwork. How a chance meeting at Dunkin' Donuts helped keep the Patriots in Massachusetts. I said to him, you're talking about going to Hartford. I said, you're already rich. You can still afford to be in Massachusetts, even if we don't give the exact same deal that Hartford's willing to give. 